They're going to be attacked by a lot of different people. Oh, bring all those motherfuckers on, man. Bring their college degrees in here. I got nothing to hide. You can't buy me. They can't buy me. I don't even need this damn parole. See, this is about the truth coming out. You a goddamn liberal, Mr. Garrison. You don't know shit because you've never been fucked in the ass. Hello, sweet friends, and welcome to the Vandaltron Curious World Podcast. If you're listening to this uh, this week, when I when it's posted, Happy Thanksgiving, or, or maybe you're listening to it right after Thanksgiving, and you're you've ignored your family, and you're going back to the basement dungeon, and you're right before you jerk off, you're listening to this, and you're wondering why am I still alive? But you're also preparing for Black Friday, which is something that I, I just I just don't understand. Every year. The, the news and media and, and even my own family members are, are just captivated by, oh, my God, Black Friday. It's crazy. It's crazy. We all tune in and we see the same poor sap getting trampled to death. We see the same security guard get punched in the balls or a woman uh, get her hair weave not, ripped out of her head. And it's like, oh, my God, it's crazy, right? Yeah, it's crazy. It's the same. It was, it was crazy last year. It's crazy last five years. Anyway, short intro this week. Uh, we're just going to dive right in. This week's episode is dedicated to the dipshits who parade around for social brownie points. That's right. None other than my main man, Jason Simons, is back to school you with social justice warriors. All right, folks. Um, welcome to the show. As you guys know, um, the show's about truthful conversation, and today we're going to get right into the truth. Uh, my guest today is a frequent uh, guest. He's um, you, you, you've you've become like the the Alec Baldwin to Saturday Night Live. <laughs> um, but no, he's a he's a good friend and and someone's opinion that. Uh, I admire most in the in the world. Uh, we share great conversations and a whole lot of laughs. So um, today's topic is, uh, you know, today, you know, we're doing we're recording this on a Friday night. Actually, the week anniversary of the Paris attacks. And I'm sure you guys are all familiar with what happened, and you know, and, and I'm sure you guys are have been reading or, or, or watching about, you know, the roots of it or, or the aftermath from a, a political standpoint. But I, I wanted to get involved in, in not just in the, in the sense of, you know, in terms of ISIS or, uh, you know, what are we going to do about terror? But, but, but the, the byproduct of, of this, because, you know, if you're on social media, I'm sure... You've re- you've seen people change their you know, profile picture to the flag of France. Um, you've seen people get on, you know, um, really be vocal about how they feel about immigration and warning uh, the United States government to proceed with caution and and some even chastising potential. Uh, racism toward immigrants, uh, you know, and so leading up to this show, Jason and I were just kind of, you know, really examining where does this come from. So we're, we're, that's what we're going to do. We're going to just dive right in, and, and our, today's topic is social justice warriors. 
and uh, you know what is what is this all about? You know, where does this stem from? Um, so I, I, I guess, <laughs> um, I guess we'll, let, let's rewind the clock a little bit. So, you know, in terms of being, you know, in terms of social justice and and the people that that champion these things and why they do them. Um, I guess by definition, uh, the way I kind of see it is there are many causes in society, in the world, and certain people are blinded by these causes and have such a narrow view that it almost becomes dogmatic and they don't care about anything else. And it almost becomes counterintuitive of the good that they're trying to push and their means almost become fascist. Uh, but let's get down right into specifics, and I think that'll help quantify this conversation, and uh, and enable me to shut up for a second. Today, uh, in all throughout uh, our top colleges, are major protests, protesting about all kinds of things. Uh, in the past few months, it's been protesting about, um, you know young women claiming that one out of four uh, women on college campuses are getting raped and obviously that's horrible but statistics are proving that a lot of these are being debunked Um, recently in uh, the College of Dartmouth there was a protest of Black Lives Matter and um, there was a, a, a huge uproar against you know blockading certain students trying to go to class Missouri, I'm sure as you know, there was a situation where um, uh, their president had to step down because of quote-unquote racism. Where does this stem from and why why is this outrage happening right now? Um, so I turn it over to you, Jason. So what's, uh, wh- what's the, you know, putting your finger on the pulse of the, of this where do you think this this is all happening? Is it happening now because it's 2015? I think a lot of people... I, I think we're raising a, a society of professional victims where you have people who... They... I mean, I guess it's like kids who get their toys taken away. They just go nuts. And, I mean... A lot of these articles describing this stuff read like stuff from The Onion magazine, but only better. I mean, it's 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 it's, 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 cra- it, it's crazy. The headlines of some of these articles and these people going absolutely crazy. Look, I realize that not everyone's happy with where they are, and I realize there's a lot of thing elements to society that frustrate people. But you know, and, and I have no problem with somebody saying Black Lives Matter or whatever this or that. What the problem is, is is if somebody does come back with All Lives Matter, they can lose their job over it. It's actually becoming detrimental to people's employment. It's becoming, it's almost like you join us or you pay a price. And they don't want to hear even, there's there's not even a debate on on the viewpoints on this stuff. There's not even, it's not even up for discussion. It's our way or we're going to, we're going to make your life hell. We're going to burst into the cafeteria and scream All Lives Matter. Uh, or or the, the the library or whatever. It's crazy. If I can remember, I'll loop in the uh, the audio later. If I can remember of uh, 
that was Harvard, right? When the that girl was going nuts and like losing her shit. Uh that's actually Harvard. No, no, I'm sorry, not Harvard. That was Yale. Yeah, that's it. And sorry. the University of Missouri, it also happened. So you had two different incidents with two different girls screaming and yelling. Actually, the Yale one was a girl screaming at the professor, and the professor said something about all lives matter. Well, I, I think that was the about the Halloween, right? Yes, that was the. Okay. A few weeks ago um, at Yale, obviously for Halloween, so so you kind of know the timeline. Um, there was an email that went out about um, you know cautioning the student body of what uh, what culturally insensitive costumes are out there that should be avoided. And one professor replied, "Well, it's Halloween; we should wear whatever you want." And that was Armageddon. There were protests and. And people lost their shit and this particular student called him a scumbag said you're pathetic you don't deserve to live mm-hmm. not not as not as calm as I'm, or, or my volume right now and not using the same language <laughs> you know what's funny so this week i uh i got you know i, I got my haircut folks some people listening got my haircut i know you're excited but so the the girl who cuts my hair is like this real. I mean, she's super sweet, obviously. I mean, that's why I let her cut my hair. But she's, you know, she's like, uh, she's a real like hippie. Um, she's uh, she's real kooky, and she was saying, and we were kind of talking about this like in 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 round in a roundabout way because I don't, you know, I'm not gonna, I don't like to be very polarizing because I I don't want to argue with people. But she was kind of uh, sharing her thoughts of. Of negative energy and positive energy, and she said, "Well, there's like this new wave that's coming, and so people are gonna, you know, you have to fall in line with being loving." So I said, "Well, what happens to the people who don't fall in line with this way of falling loving?" Oh, well, then they'll just—they're not gonna—they're not gonna make it. I said, "Okay, but don't you think that they, in their mind, aren't they loving too?" I mean, in. I don't think anybody does anything because they think they're wrong. They think they're right. And she said, well, they're not. So they're going to perish. And the, uh, like people who are truly loving will be in utopia. <laughs> She's got scissors around my head. And it's just, but that's very revealing to me because, like I said, I do like her. But it's revealing that I think when you're in a situation and you're doing something, your heart is there and you, you feel like you're doing something correct. You're doing something right. 
So when whether it's something, uh, you know, you're protesting about, uh, you know, you're a, a white liberal <laughs> student protesting Black Lives Matter or, um, you know, putting duct tape over your mouth and saying, you know, uh, I don't know, I don't know what, I forget what the, the, the rape slogans are on, on college campuses, but... Uh, I think it, oh carrying the bed what was it yeah the one who carries the mattress yeah but they always have a slogan like <laughs> yeah. don't rape oh, don't rape me I guess yeah. I don't know but it comes from I think it comes the root is I you know don't this in this there's an injustice and it's un- unacceptable I think we all can agree on that but where it stems and goes in a in a in a unproductive way is the behavior. And I think a lot of the, you know, like I said, in a lot of these on-campus statistics, they're, they're proven to be, they're, they're being debunked. So where does that come from, you know? I mean, would you have, like, so now you've got, you know, two young people getting drunk, and it wasn't consent. So the girl, if you're 18 and 19, and you're just discovering the world... And you've got all these other forces, right? And you're trying to figure out who you are. And somebody says, I think you got raped. Okay, now there's validation with your life. Now you become a cause. I think that might be too irresistible for somebody. Yeah. They they get caught up in this. It it becomes... it's, It's almost like a snowball effect. It's like a few of them get get worked up and then they build others up and they oh you 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 should take action or you should do this about you you should you should take action you were raped or or something and they build up a snowball and it just gains momentum well particularly in the 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 the, the black lives matter case we see that and then i mean even but 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 and then you you combine this with technology mm-hmm. and things things just there's a there's a huge there's a quick turnover rate um i remember god it was only like two months ago right where cecil the lion was a huge epidemic well then you get into disposable stories where there's outrage for for three days and various memes on facebook and people change their the colors of their uh their profile and then it's forgotten and they move to the next issue Right, because of technology, or do you think it's just because people just kind of move on and they don't give a shit? Yeah, I, I think people um, attention spans have changed. Whatever the issue is right now, that's the issue of the moment. You know, I, I brought this up with uh, a guest of mine, uh, Dr. Anthony Arachetti, who was I think he's guest number sixteen, or episode sixteen. And he said, look, I experienced this, you know, during the Vietnam War protests. You know, he said, as a young man, I went to go, I wanted to learn more about protesting Vietnam War. And, the, like, the people he met, he was like, this is, this is horse shit. Like, nobody cares. Like, people are just getting high or it's like they're just being stupid. It's or, an excuse to get together and, 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 and make noise. I mean, Right. So I think, I think that, ele- that element has always been there. Right. So I can, I, I'll concede to that. But I think, like, right now... Where you have all these different ideologies, and uh, and then you have, you know, with technology, everybody has a microphone. So I think as a result, there's a loss of identity. 
So people are, are, are kind of clinging to identity, right? Right. So, I mean, people fight for identity all day. You know, it, you know it's what the clothes you wear. It's, right. you know, the soft drinks you, you drink or the music you listen to. Uh, I, I, and I think if you can take that to a higher level of, of a social cause, I... Again, if you don't, if you're confused about where you are in the world, I think that's too irresistible. Yeah, yeah, you're 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 right. Uh, you, uh, it is a matter of a lot of these people. These people don't know where they stand, but this issue, if whatever that issue may be, gains attention. Here's a focus, of something for them to drive, something for them to latch onto, and to drive them along. So I've known you for a while, but um, a few years, yeah. How 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 do you cope with the burden of your white guilt? <laughs> well, I cope pretty well. I mean, I'm I'm perfectly fine with it. I don't engage in. I I I. You don't wake up crying. No, not what's not one bit. I I work with. I, Are you you so you 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 have ways to check your privilege? I I check my privilege all the time. I, these terms, by the way. I know. Yeah. Are, see, exactly. Are, We've reduced our the the. I, I, it's, it's like it's not even like it's not even so psychology one on one. It's like bubblegum kind of like memes that like identify people. I work with a lot of black people, and we get along just fine. They work with me. We work. We work together. We we deal with each other on a very. There's 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 no issue. They don't they 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 never tell me to check my privilege. I you know I they're they're just people. We're just <laughs> all people. We we work together. We happen to come from different areas. It's like me dealing with this person who's blonde or this person who is you know this person who has lighter skin or you know. that's your privilege that's <laughs> it, that's your that's that, that's it you you've checked your privilege that's why yeah, we 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 deal with each other very well we have Jamaicans we have people from Guyana we have people who are african American of, of 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 Nairobi background whatever whatever we all get along just fine a uh, 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 sexually adventurous vietnamese elderly man right well there's that too yes oh, okay. Yeah. I think people who cling on to things that aren't earned, they have nothing going for them, right? That's what yeah. I see. Well, there's definitely an insecurity. There's definitely some sort of feeling of, I guess they're not, they don't feel like they're accomplishing something, so they need to go this route. They need to become obnoxious jerk-offs in order to right. get Right, we can flip it on the other end. So people who join the clan, they're, they're, they're awful people with nothing going on. Their life is bottom up. They have no future. Absolutely. So they're dog shit too. Absolutely. So why can't we use the same microscope to people who oh, no, are berating? You, you put some of these people though in the same category as them, and 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 and, and they'll go nuts on you. Right. And you know it's it, and, and, and here's how ridiculous it's getting. When when they stormed into the library, where was that incident? I believe I'm I'm, I'm starting to get the schools mixed up because now there's so many schools where there's incidents going on. I think it was Dartmouth. It was Dartmouth. The library. Yeah, yeah the library. Was well, actually, it may have the library. There there may I think there were a couple library stormings, <laughs> but in particular, the one that got the most attention was Dartmouth. And 
when they burst into the when when the protesters burst into the library and started screaming their their various chants, a white girl stood up and defended, uh, or she she stuck up for them and 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 agreed with them and said, "I applaud you for 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 standing up for your rights." They told her to. Sh to shut up, they right. told her. They told her to shut up and to basically check her privilege. Right. I think. It was, well, I think you're being kind. Well, yeah, that was. I, the I think they said, "Shut up, bitch. Yeah. Shut up, you. White, <laughs> shut up, white bitch." But uh, they, they, they weren't very nice. I'm offended by that redundancy. Well, clearly she's a bitch, <laughs> and she happens to be white. But we, uh, they also attacked people, white people sitting in chairs with Monster Beats headphones that they're appropriating from 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 black people. Beats is Beats is like a, a ethnic thing. What's well, tied to Dr. Dre? But he sold it to Apple. But, but <laughs> th 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 that that logic doesn't doesn't even th th it just shows you how these articles are like something National Lampoon would have come up with, or something you'd find in The Onion. They're actually funnier than what The Onion puts out, and but they're real. These things are happening. It's crazy. And then, yeah, uh, you get. What about this 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 woman professor that they were the we, is commonly referred to now as the carrot top professor? Yeah, where and where is she? She's she's a uh, University of Missouri. Okay. And she's like the head of the media department, the head of the department, and she's screaming at people that they to give these people their space in a public area. First of all, they're all standing around milling well, about. No, in a what's the term? Area. What's the term now? Safe space. Safe space, right. To give them space, give them space. And then she asks for muscle to help her oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, defend their space. What is it? What? But it isn't that contradictory? Like you want peace but now but yet yeah. you want well, to just, unleash brutality on this guy it's, with the it's camera. Just, it's just more evidence of the lunacy going on with this stuff. I mean, it's it's comical on one end. I mean, I, I think it's completely comical. This stuff, you, you can't make this stuff up. It's hilarious. But on the other hand, the fact that it's really going on, you have to roll your eyes and just be like, wow, this, this, these people are nuts. Well, one thing that I did, uh, that I did want to actually want to bring up in, in terms of uh, this being the anniversary of the Paris attacks, um, you know, we both saw, you know, Ben Affleck when he was on uh, Real Time with Bill Maher. <laughs> and, you know, he, first things out of his mouth was he called, you know, uh, Sam Harris is like, oh, you're gross, you're disgusting, you're, you're Islamophobe. And he was so charged. I mean, I think most, most rational people can see that. I mean, obviously there are people who are applauding what he did and calling him a hero, whatever. But I, I'm want to have an examination of why there is this why is there this em, almost immediate reaction of caution of you know that that almost somehow murder is not as, not as bad as being racist and and why is it that like in 2015 uh, that that term is it's just thrown around. So I remember when I was a kid, you called somebody a racist. That was yeah, that was that was like the worst the thing. Yeah, now it's become like the boy who cried wolf. Now, now you throw it around. It, 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 it what does it mean anymore? Oh, oh, I, I, I don't check my white privilege wherever I go, so therefore I'm a racist. All right, well you know what? I don't really care. You call me a racist now. All right, screw you. Fuck you. I don't care. And I'm sure you, 
you know, I'm sure you've seen it too, right? I mean, like, oh, you know, United States government better not close mm-hmm. its borders because that's so, you know, you know, and then they're using, you know, histor- you know, people are using historical references of, you know, we're all immigrants. Where does this? So I'm asking you, where does this moral policing come? In? Like, how does this? How, what, what is this about? It's it's almost like some weird. It's like a weird bullying. It's like a, a reverse. We this this attitude of we've been bullied for so long. We're going to turn into the bullies. This, but in terms of their perspective of, I, I you know there's there's you know obviously they don't think of themselves as bullies. I should say, but they they there is there's empathy them. for victims, mm-hmm. but there's equal empathy for potential victims of racism. And I don't see a lot of outrage toward Islamic terrorists. I do see a lot of people correcting people that not all Muslims are terrorists. Which mm-hmm. I think, if you feel, if you think that all Muslims are terrorists, then you're an idiot, right? Right. So just and actually, it really is a small whatever element there, the percentage there is. It's a small. I, I guess what what I'm asking you is how why is that a priority? Why is that a priority for a lot of people, like to, to correct other people of oh, you better not? How dare you? It's that group mindset. It's that you know they 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 they've adjusted themselves to a certain um, ideology, and anything that deviates from that ideology, they go nuts about. From a- I mean, it's very hard, you know. It's it's hard to break it down and analyze it in a really detailed way. You almost have to simplify it because it's to 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 try to break it down in a psychological way. You you be here for hours. <laughs> There's not enough Johnny Walker. Sidney Sid, Sid, Freud doesn't have enough books to cover yeah. this. The, 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 those intents or William James. What do you think should be done? What do you think United States policy should be done with uh, all these Syrian refugees? Well, I'm kind of in the. Uh, I, I obviously there are many people don't say don't 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 let them in don't don't bring anybody in don't don't at all and there are other people bring them in come on bring them in I fall somewhere in the middle I do think you have to vet them I think we have to know under the circumstances I mean there's just too much. There are too many activities going on right now in the world, as we've seen in Paris, as we saw in Mali today, as we've seen in so many places. There's too much going on to just dismiss the possibility of a threat. And that if, if you're letting in X amount of, of, of refugees, some of them are going to be trained to do harm. And I think you have to you have to take that into account. There has to be a way to vet people. There has to be a way to to check them out and, and there has to and there is you're not going to be able to check everybody out because some people come from probably a small village here or there. And I'm sure it, you know, it's not like Syria is not like Iowa or wherever where you're gonna have every town they keep track of, of, of every person. You're not gonna know who's who in this town or that town. You may know people coming out of Damascus 
for some of the larger cities in Syria, you may be able to say, okay, this guy's a doctor, he's got credentials, he was at this university. But to actually vet everybody and check them out and investigate their records, and even then, that's not 100% foolproof, but you can at least eliminate probably some suspicious behavior. But to do that with everybody is almost ridiculous. I think you almost have to try to find a place for a lot of them offshore. And there has to be a way to set them up. Obviously, these people have been through a horrible experience and I sympathize with them. And I, I, I you know, the ones that aren't tied in with these terrorist activities have to, I, I, I do believe that they need to somehow be taken care of somehow. There has to, you have to find a way. So my, I guess my the the the, sh the short of the of a very comp complex situation falls somewhere between the middle of, in the middle of those two views. It's a very tough issue, though. To, you know, it's very complicated, and there are lots of elements to it. You know, we you know we've heard a lot about you know. Exercise, you know, we need to exercise caution of, toward the, you know, the Muslim world and make sure that we're not, we're not being Islamophobic. But I seem to recall, even, even now, that people were doing cartwheels when Osama bin Laden was murdered. Even people on the far left celebrate that. So, I'm a, I'm confused of like what, like what is the actual suggested protocol to remedy the situation well some people don't have any solution at all some people believe we should <laughs> wipe out the whole Middle East <laughs> obviously again those are those are two extremes and uh, you know you you have to find some answer that lies in the, somewhere in between um, you know I, the only good terrorist is a dead one I I, 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 I <gasps> and, uh, <laughs> But not everybody's a terrorist. It's like, well, we're the real terror. This country's the real terrorists. Okay, well, then I don't know what to tell you. Though, 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 I don't know what to tell those people. We funded ISIS. Well, there is that argument that we created Osama bin Laden. We created ISIS. We did that. The, you, you, you can go deep into a rabbit hole of, of theories about that. Oh, you know what? What do you think of this theory of like the the guy, the uh, the one of the terrorists' body was incinerated, but conveniently had a uh, Syrian passport? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like so, <laughs> like even if you blow up, yeah, I, I've heard that. And, and, so and Netanyahu actually was the one that placed it in there. Yeah, um, but then he scurried away with his uh, Israeli man sharks. <laughs> um, yeah, first of all, you can get blown up. And, and something on your body can still, you know, you, maybe the passport was heavily damaged. You know, you can put things together. There's there's a certain, you know, you, certain way to read things. It, it doesn't mean that the passport was uh, was atomized and ceased to exist from all reality. <laughs> it may have been in parts, in pieces. So how do you, yeah, so I'm sorry, I interrupted you with my lame observation. How do you eliminate ISIS? Um, 
Well, like I, uh, like I was saying, you know, there are a lot of people who believe that we created all of these things. And whether you buy into that or not, I mean, I'm of the belief that even if you did create Frankenstein's monster, you still have a responsibility then to destroy it. And uh, it's, it's a complicated process. It's not a, uh, you know, it's not sending one Rambo like Guy in and just go nuts and, and, and machine gun uh, villages and, and, and that sort of thing. It's probably going to be a time-consuming project. Some of them are going to slip into disguise and probably hide in villages and intermingle with people who are innocent. And unfortunately, in one of the worst parts of war, innocent people will be killed in, in, in whatever conflict occurs. But by steadily going through a war of attrition and cutting down their numbers, isolating their positions, known ISIS positions, knowing where, you know, if you find a bunch of guys with ski masks and AK-47s running around that you don't have any contact with as being friendly forces, i.e. rebels within Afghanistan that, that, I mean, Afghanistan, Syria, that you've set up some sort of interaction with, you could probably vaporize them. I mean, there's just liquid, it, it, a gradual and firm liquidation of enemy assets. And the doing whatever you can do to gain intelligence to be able to liquidate those assets. What do you think about drone strikes? Um, I'm aware that they that they produced a lot of innocent casualties. I don't know if the numbers of innocent casualties are as high as some people say they are. I would some I I've read as many as 90% of the people killed in those strikes are are innocent people. I don't know those numbers if they're true. I think they they serve a useful place. I think they should be used in certain cases when you know there's a there's someone who's up to no good. I would rather you know the crazed sheik get blown up when he's in his uh, when 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 he's in his uh, Mustang. He's jerking uh, off in his pit <laughs> to yeah. uh, the president's daughter. Yeah, I, I would rather him, him him get blown up by a drone strike than sending a hundred U.S. troops in and getting and and taking casualties. But on the other hand, I do think they could. Every effort has to be made to use them judiciously, smartly, and in a way where you don't kill, where you kill as few innocent people as possible. Uh, folks, if uh, you're hearing that hiss, it's because uh, uh, the, we're... <laughs> our ancient, the ancient heating system yeah. in this place is, so, uh, 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 goes back, but, uh, makes yeah. a lot of noise. So, but you're, so just, you know, just if you, if, you know, it's winter, so, you know, if you're... Uh, if you're listening to this and you've got a furnace, just crank it up too. It's fine. <laughs> you know, whatever. Um, but I, I wanted to get back to, you know, what what creates a what creates somebody to be on the path of of being a social justice warrior? <laughs> I, I, I'd say insecurity. Oh, definitely. I, I think that's the key uh, the key the key cause right there. A, a, a desperate need to stand out, a desperate need to have a place, 
a place in this world? Yes. Who's, who's saying that? Uh, that was Michael W. Smith. Oh, that's right. <laughs> that, could be the, that could be the social justice warrior song. Um, yeah, it, it's, it's... Do you think growing up, uh, geography plays a part? or? Uh, I mean, if you grow up in an area where there's a lot of social justice warriors, then, yeah, that'll... Okay, be- for instance, like a kid who grows up in Manhattan and going to, you know, one of these posh private schools is obviously on the track of being a social justice warrior just given probably their parents and their you know their tax bracket versus somebody in you know a rural town yeah the the probability may be a little higher with the with the person in the urban setting because they're exposed to more people who might share their view but i think anybody you can probably find the social justice warrior types from anywhere I'm sure my old high school in Woodstock, Connecticut, I'm sure there, which is as rural as you can get, I'm sure has plenty of social justice warrior types. You know what, they, 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 there's this almost, like I said, I think at the beginning of the podcast, they're professional victims. Everything that makes them a victim. They're, they're offended by everything. They're offended by as much as they possibly can be offended by. And they just... I guess they thrive on the... On the they thrive on the concept of being a victim. But it's a victim in the sense of... It's, it's, it's well, so, so... It's a perception of being it's a It's so weird because you're living... It's, it's, it's such a duality because you are a victim, but you're lashing out at the same... You know, So it's definitely coming from a, a place of fear. You know, right. of because when, when I when, I see, when they get enough numbers, it becomes an almost reverse bullying, which is what we saw in Missouri. What we what we're seeing with these people storming the library. You know, there's just this what's what was going on in the Yale campus. It's it's this reverse. Okay, now we have strength in numbers. Now we're going to get our message across, and you're going to listen to us. And if you go against us in any way. We're going to get you fired, or, or get a petition to get you expelled, or whatever they, 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 the end game is with that. Yeah, and then I just I have to imagine that those people who who do this don't have anything else going on, right? I mean, you've got to have a lot of time to stand there in the college green and just scream the same chant, the same thing over and over again. I remember, you know, when we had you know a few years ago, we had Occupy Wall Street. And there was like, there was like a movement, at least for that little blip. But you know, I think people just took the opportunity to grandstand on their own. You know, people. I went, walked through that. I remember when that was going. Yeah, on. you saw like Sarah Palin impersonators. And I, I walked through the park, and it had more of a circus environment. And then there were people who were taking advantage of being in that location to then get their own pet causes across. Oh, this it's I so I've been meaning to share this with you. So um you know, like yourself, there's a lot of things that I'm into and a lot of those things in itself are contradictory. Because I, I don't know, I like to be into different things and do you know, I they don't all have to be congruent. So I went with the I went with a, a friend of mine uh to this um meditation mindfulness workshop. I do meditation, but I do it on my own, and I, I, whatever. So I figured, like, okay, that's, you know, I'll see, 
I'll support my friend, but I, I'm curious of like what this is. And it was just a room of people. You can imagine like the worst kind given this situation. It was all about look at me. And I remember I was having this conversation with this woman, and she's like, "Well, you know, like what? Just you know, getting to know you. Like, what do you do for fun?" And I said, uh, "I don't know. I like to get hammered a lot." I said it as a joke, right? But I mean, obviously, I do like I, I like to drink a lot. You know, you know what she said to me? Oh, you're one of those. Yes, what? I'm one of those. What does that mean? Like, well, that obviously that's layered, right? Give it. Well, yeah. what the fuck does that mean? Like, what does that mean to you? Like, I'm one of those. So that's it. Our conversation's done. You know everything about me. I just said jokingly that. What if I wasn't joking? What if I have a problem? I like to drink a lot. I like to get hammered. I like to get wasted. Oh, yeah. and then that's it. Like you, I have no. In, you, you're, you've disposed of me. I, I'm not. In, I'm not interesting anymore. This is a fucking mindfulness workshop. <laughs> you fucking bitch. Like what? That, that's it. Like fuck you. <laughs> you know. And that's what. I, and that's why I was surrounded. It's just hypocrisy mm-hmm. of like. I'm 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 open-minded. I'm mindful. I'm, well, this. I'm like, no, you're not. Well, the, All you want is a microphone so you can tell people how great you are. Yeah, that, that, that's a lot of that goes into this stuff. There's 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 definitely a uh, a projection of you know the term liberal, for example, which is supposed to be uh, uh, free and open-minded. In this case, these people would consider. I'm sure a lot of them would would say I would would identify themselves as, as, as an enlightened liberal, but they're, they're, what, they, what, they're not enlightened and they're not liberal by, by the textbook, the classical textbook definition. They're as closed-minded as you can get. They, they look, they, they, this woman looks down on you for your, for your, your view, for your, uh, your, because you drink. So, so what? Oh, you're one of them. Oh, you're one of them. There's, I mean, if somebody finds out, I'm, I'm, I'm not checking my white privilege at the door. Oh, you're one of those people. Right. No. So you've created a label, of, and a label of good and bad, and you've already like put me in that bucket. Just by, by a throwaway comment, and you're so quick. You're so quick to do that, and you're so quick to judge. And you're supposed to be enlightened. You're here, you know, you're supposed to... Well, it, it doesn't matter, but I think it was even actually more pronounced the fact that how I, you know, the, the, the setting. But it's like, you're full of shit. Yeah. You know what it is? Here's, the, here's the, the through line that I've been, I've noticed. So many people attach emotion to everything in their life, right? So, like I was saying, like, uh, like just now, I had a sick passenger. I, I explained to you it was a pain in the ass. I'd say the world, the universe is against me. Right. Uh, and there's a there's a fundamental difference there. Whereas I think a lot of people are like, oh, this is so unfair. This is why is this happening to me? You know, I, I, I uh, you know. Well, I, I think with like this, you said you had a sick passenger on the train, and it held up as 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 those who take the subway know when that happens, it holds up the train. There's there's a half hour delay or forty five minute delay because they have to check the person and, and 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 they do it on the train instead of maybe getting the person off the train and letting the train continue on its way, and you think well why don't they just get the person off a little sooner and maybe they can move it along you know evaluate the person 
on, on one of the benches, right? Because the train is already in the station. Evaluate the person on one of the benches. Maybe that would be better. That, you know, they're, they're, and of course, most people are like, ah, oh, why don't they just get, get going? Who cares? You know, some people take that attitude. Well, the same thing applies to, uh, you know, these people, except they look at it as, oh, they, 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 instead of trying to figure out a solution, why don't they just do this better? Why don't they do this better? No, it's this way or no way. Yes, which is counterintuitive for someone who champions in being open-minded. Right. I, I, I'm thinking along, okay, yes, of course, I, I, I want to get going to my destination, but also when the train is stuck in the station because you're evaluating this person who might just be having a headache or flu-like symptoms or whatever, uh, you are then, the trains behind that train get stopped and it backs up a whole flow of traffic. And what happens if somebody has an even bigger health crisis in one of the trains stuck in the tunnel? That's my thinking. So you think, I'm thinking of the big picture. I'm not just thinking, ah, this people's, they're making me late. Late to my, you know. Which is the parallel to what we're talking about with these these people, whatever their agenda is, rape or, or, or rape is all over campus, and and I need to carry around a uh, uh, carry around the uh, the mattress, or I uh, uh, Black Lives Matter, and if you say all lives matter, I'm going to spit on you. You know, all those people that it's it's an either or situation. They don't think about there's there's no thought except what's in front of them and how they how they view the situation. They're not thinking of the big picture. Now, what I found completely atrocious was there were there were some people in uh <laughs> who were saying, you know, the media the media wants you to be distracted by, you know, the Paris attacks, but oh, you know, yeah, yeah, by yeah, Black yeah, Lives yeah. Matter. <laughs> now, look, I I understand that not everybody associated with that or who who sides with that morally would agree with that in particular. However, that's systematic and me, me, me. You oh, so you're somebody okay, worst case scenario. Someone is prejudiced toward you versus hundred and fifty people dying. And that's a thing that's so this is what we're dealing with, that my pain, my outrage is can beat up your pain and your outrage. So you should, right. you should acknowledge. Oh, oh that. that's it's a, a particular. I'm I'm sorry. You're um, 130 dead and hundreds of wounded. Don't match up to your the the, the chance that at, at your Halloween ball someone might be showing up dressed as Frederick Douglass or 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 um, you know Booker T Washington or or or, <laughs> or, or Booker or T. Someone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, so, sorry about that. Sorry about that. You know what but, I found? I don't know. Was this on your your Facebook? <laughs> a lot of people are po like toward Halloween. Hey, just a reminder, white people, fa uh, blackface is still not okay. Uh, who's who's doing? Who's yeah, exactly blackface? Like, <laughs> I mean, you may get some dipshits in like college fraternities. Again, a few people will show up in a blackface, but but you know, you, it, it, but it's also. Um, it's not across the board. I mean, it's not, I didn't walk around on, on, on Halloween day and see like hundreds of people dressed in blackface running around. <laughs> You're not going into Starbucks and the person writing on the cup 
<laughs> Fake black man. It, it, it's it, it's ridiculous. It's almost like they're asking, please show up in blackface so he can protest you. <laughs> <laughs> so you can give us a, 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 a fulcrum to focus our energies on. I mean, I guess what's the reward from that, right? Like when you, I don't know, we, if you know, you put like a a, a, a social social justice tweet or, or post on Facebook or something, something like that. What, whatever it may be. Like, let's just take some, something arbitrary like, uh, um, you know, check your white privilege or, you know, we, we should, we should, we should, you know, we should embrace all Muslim lives. Not all Muslims are killers. Or wh- whatever that shit is, right? Mm-hmm. What's the ultimate reward of that? Like a bunch of likes? Like 30 likes or like somebody oh, yeah, commenting, yeah, yeah, yeah. you're so brave. Well, here's is that where, what want? I mean, is well, that it? Well, what happens is you start getting this you start having these various social justice warrior types. And I like Nick DiPaolo's phrase, the stand-up comedian Nick DiPaolo's phrase about this is they're eating each other alive. And what that basically means is they start vying for being even more extreme in their intolerance of any divergent viewpoint where, where you start getting this, I'm even more... Um, um, intolerant of, of 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 people yelling "All Lives Matter" or or right, or, or, or this, almost than like you a, are a competition, and and, and 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 then they start calling each other out. Oh, well, you were talking to that student, and I saw that that student had a, had a copy of Black Panther, which is a racist <laughs> comic book that was created by white people for the patriarchy, and and you start getting this this snow again. We get back to the snowball effect of they start turning on each other that th- this person isn't isn't enough i saw him talking to that white kid in the cafeteria and discussing dungeons and dragons another game created by gary sygax a white man with with a, a privilege and what does he look like i always i, I uh, does he look like what i think he looks like i i actually haven't seen a picture of him there's a biography of him out by the way but i i i haven't seen a seen a photo of him now, all the things that you've just said, if you were, if you were African American, what would be the stigma of you? If I were African American, the things that you've said in the past forty-eight minutes or so, but you were black, so what would be said? So, if you? I was a black person saying what I've said, yes. Oh, it'd be you'd be labeled an Uncle Tom. Right. Okay. Exactly. So that's exactly so. I, that's the point I'm making is I feel like cert, certain people can only say certain things. Like right. so, going back to this this woman who uh, when I revealed that like yeah I like to drink a lot or whatever I, and then she was like oh you're one of those. So we were only we're supposed to fit in this yeah, bucket. Yeah, oh, oh, absolutely. And we that's it. So so okay. So I'm at this 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 it's mindfulness a- workshop. So that what I, I so I'm supposed to be a vegan. I'm supposed to do yoga. I'm not. I'm only supposed to drink water. Yeah. I, I I I I'm supposed to have like sixty cats. Like what? Like what is your image? That oh look, we all have and labels. You can't right? listen to heavy metal because there's so much misogyny going on in heavy metal. And you can't do this and you can't do that. You need to listen to nice instrumental new age music that you can do yoga too. Right. I, because it's I, not offensive. I think, but but I think labels are kind of human behavior, right? I mean, we can't help it. However, what I have a problem with is behavior, because look, somebody walks into the room, dressed a certain way, looks a certain way. We're all we're 
our brain goes to a certain image. We can't help it. But our behavior, we can. We can treat this person with dignity, or we can be like, dude, like you, you look like a real dumbass. But my point is, being so stringent about that label in our head, and if that person deviates from that label, then they're, they're subhuman, they're dog shit. They, they shouldn't be taken right. seriously. I, I have a very simple philosophy for how I get along with people. And I don't care what you are racially. I get along with everybody. Just everybody starts off on a on an even keel with me if I meet them. But where you know you you either stay at a good level with me, or you go if you're the the only thing that really affects behavior is if you're an asshole. And if someone's a prick or they're a jerk or they're arrogant or something, then they go down. But they go down for that reason. They don't go down because. Because you're a black person or you're an Asian person or you're this or you're that or, you're, or, or, or. You, you you don't go you don't go down because of that. I mean, I, I I'm never gonna sit there and talk to people and if some black guy comes up to me and, and joins in our conversation and and and, and then start going yo and then <laughs> and scream at him. You don't understand my struggle. You get out of here. You know, like like or or, or no, what I was saying or doing the or or doing what you know what a, a lot of like. Super liberals may do like you know talking like we're talking, and all of a sudden, you know like a Ben Carson you know person shows up. <laughs> Yo, my homie, what's up? What's good? Oh, yeah. What's good? <laughs> yeah, I'm not gonna. Just, <laughs> that's another. Yeah, I'm not gonna do that either. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna pant. I'm not gonna, you know, condescend people. I just you get along with them on the basis of who they are, not what they are. And I think that's a key point that if more people took into effect. A lot of this crap wouldn't be going on, but no, everyone's a victim. That's your privilege. Yep, <laughs> and I'm proud of it. And that's, you know, you know what's what I, I was reading today an article that they're on one of the college campuses. I forget which one. It might have been Am UMass Amherst or one of those. There is now a white student union that's rebelling against the black student union. They said, well, if you don't have safe space, we white people are going to have safe space excluding you black people. Uh, that could be... <laughs> well, first of all, that's really dumb, right? I mean, you, you would agree that's kind of dumb, right? I would... I Yeah, I... I wouldn't participate in that they, thing. I, I'd say they have it, every right to do it, but, but that's kind but, of dumb. Uh, you know what? I'm not going to defend that. It, it is idiotic, but in a sense, it's just it's it's you 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 made this bed. Now you're right, exactly. it, guy. It's people. unilaterally stupid. You you it, yeah. It's 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 another group of people playing the same stupid game right. as the first group of but, people. But 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 now what? as a society, we all have that so, get out of jail card. Like oh, you're racist. Yeah, you're all fucking so racist. Now what are you gonna get? You know, now you're gonna get a bunch of Asian people who say, "Well, we're the Asian Student Union, and we're 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 we need our safe space from everyone else because you all are part of the patriarchy." Oh God. And and then, and then you're gonna get the Mexican Student Union, and they're gonna say, "Well, you have you, you're, 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 all three. You're, 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 I mean." You you see where this is going? It just becomes it just becomes this this never ending slope of ridiculousness. Right, it's competition. I mean, I thought we were supposed the whole point of college is was supposed to meet interesting people. Right, it's it's gonna go. It, it goes. To, it it and then 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 
the white people will split into, well, we're the Italian part of the white student union, or we're the Irish part of the white student union, and we, we think we need our own safe space, and we're tired of your microaggressions against us. And Now, here, here's a question that I, I don't think I've ever asked you, but I, I, have you ever been in a situation where you are the only... So there are plenty of other ethnic minority ethnic groups, and you are the minority. Have you ever felt like there another white person coming into the room and wanted to befriend you because you're white? Hmm. Not necessarily a room, but situation. That's a good question. Um, I could see that happening. I, I don't think it's really happened to me because usually in a situation where I'm. I, I've been in the minority many times. In fact, now I, I ride the, a, a, a particular bus that goes into Jamaica Center, and I usually am in the minority. Um, People but, talk Russian to you? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, Yo, that's my Bolshevik. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I, I, nobody seems to come up to me and, 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 and want to buddy up with me um, like they're, I'm the only other white person. I've never really noticed that. But I have been in many situations where I'm the minority, where, where, and I've been on, on train rides, subway rides, where I'm, I'm, I'm basically the only white person in the car. That has happened many times. It's, it is what it is. You, you didn't feel angry? No. You don't want to, like, rape a woman because <laughs> you're so angry being white? No, no, yeah, my, <laughs> my, my history, my, my patriarchal history hasn't... Uh, has it made me uh, want to do those things? <laughs> do you think? Do you think? Uh, do you think people are more uh, intolerant in a place like New, like a metropolitan area like Chicago, New York City, or or less? Um. I, Wait, did I phrase that right? You know what I mean? Are they more tolerant? It's hard to say because it's just different examples. I mean, I know. Chicago, for example, and I'm sure I haven't been there in many years. I grew up out, I, I, I lived a number of years outside Chicago. Um, Chicago has certain areas which are, there There was a bit of segregation going on in, in certain neighborhoods where you had certain neighborhoods that are black neighborhoods and this is, this is a black neighborhood. Uh, is that what they say when you come in? When you're kind of walking yeah, and you yeah. cross the border well, of the yeah. town, they yeah. say, they say what you just said. The fast food places change, uh, change. <laughs> the, the the names of the fast food places change pretty quickly. Um, no more Dairy Queen. Yeah, Dairy but Queen Lativa. I I think New York overall, though, really, I mean, despite it may have certain neighborhoods which may uh, a certain racial group will dominate more than others in that particular neighborhood, I think overall is relatively integrated. People aren't riding Because we're bus. on top of each other, right? Yeah. Okay. People aren't riding on the bus screaming, oh, look, there's a black person. Screw you, black person. That guy would die. Well I, right? actually, well, I actually witnessed one guy doing that once, many years ago. I saw a guy doing that. He, he, he was on the bus screaming the at train. another guy on the bus saying there was a black man? No, no, he, he was actually screaming at all the black people on the bus, on the van, on the, on the subway train. What was he saying? Uh, um, well, it was pretty, it was, there's a bunch of damn apes on here. You know, that kind of talk. 
Well, what happened? Actually, nothing. They all sa- everyone sat there and just looked at the guy. Was he drunk or old? He was like a, a homeless white person with a long, scraggly beard who was obviously crazy. Oh. See, yeah. But, but I think the, being homeless, you get a... Trump, well, I don't know if he was homeless or just happened to be a crazy person. He wasn't really dirty, but he was—he was just—you could tell he was. You know, his elevator didn't touch all the floors, but he didn't seem to care that there was the possibility that because at, at each subway stop he was becoming more and more the minority. And then I got off at this stop, which is uh, Kew Gardens, and the train keeps going to Jamaica Center, and then it the the the, the and dynamic, then he died. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I didn't hear of a murder the next day, but I'm sure he didn't have a fun time once he reached Jamaica Center and was still continuing to spout the garbage he was spouting. But to get back to your question, you know, a city like New York is relatively integrated. Yeah, you're going to have racial incidents. There are going to be some, but it's not across the board and it's not common for a city of eight and a half million people, whatever the population is now. It's not that, it's not all the time. I mean... You can walk down the street and you're not... Odds are nothing is going to happen to you. The chances are in your favor. I don't think it'll be racially um, motivated, right? But, it'll probably be yeah, economically. Yeah, someone needs money or this or that. But I think in an area like like where I grew up um, was was a predominantly white area. Very, very white. To the point where every, if, if there was anybody who wasn't white... Um, Ten of them, <laughs> five of them, and uh, um, those areas have changed a bit since since my time of going to high school, where there are more, there is a bit more racial mixing going on, and I'm sure maybe for some people that was quite a bit of an adjustment. So I know you read Malcolm X pretty early on in life what was your what was what was the subtext in terms of you know culture for you was it TV was it music um yeah TV was a lot of it I mean when I was growing up you watched the Jeffersons you watched Good Times you watched these shows that there were black people on and whatever and you just watched it and that was it you just watched it and it was, it was they were just and those shows were more interesting than a lot of the other shows on TV. And music? Yeah, music came into play. Uh, I was probably a little older when, when, I, when I started, when music became part of my, my uh, culture. Um, I read a lot as a kid. That's a good point you bring up. Do you think that plays a factor in... in uh... Um, you know, so if people are going to be emotionally attached to a lot of things that are going on, you know, uh, you know, Caitlyn Jenner is woman of the year. Yeah. You know, let's rally toward him, her, it, or, you know, Lena, Lena Dunham was raped, but she really wasn't raped. Who cares? She's a woman. And, um, I think you know, and a lot of people, <laughs> a lot of people are sharing articles and not even reading them. Mm-hmm. I mean, that maybe that's a, a testament to technology. I guess my point is, um, I don't read nearly as much as I probably should. I, I I read because strictly because I want to, 
you know, whether it's Raymond Carver or, or whatever. I know you read a lot. Do you think that is a, uh, a, um, a cause for a lot of this systematic reaction of, you know, like this hair trigger reaction of, of emotion? Well, um, yeah, you have a lot of the, 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 the social justice word types probably, may, maybe many of them do read. But they read the literature that falls, in their, <laughs> that, that falls into their 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 type. You know, they 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 don't get the wider views of philosophy and questioning things, and they 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 read books that specifically speak to their viewpoint. Che Guevara was a hero. How dare you? Yeah. <laughs> Said no Cuban. <laughs> well, not many, at least. Yeah, um, they uh, they 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 may read a lot. I mean, they, they but it's all going to be their specific literature. I don't think I I don't think you're going to find them getting a wide range of sources of information. Do you think this thing this this situation of people overreacting and then? You know, dying and then kind of settling down, and then overacting to the next thing. Do you think it's going to get worse, or kind of stay the same, or die down? I think it's going to get worse for a little while. I just see it because I, I'm, every day I'm reading more and more college campuses where this crazy stuff is going on. And and that's a part of being young too, right? Yeah, well, they're, they're it, just look, they're young and happened. they're equipped with this. Some Amazing of stuff, technology. Some of this stuff happened in the late 60s and early 70s. I mean, there were students who took over Columbia University in the early 70s. I believe it was the early... I think it was like around 71 or 72, maybe even been earlier, um, on account of the Vietnam War and the hippie protests and stuff. And they, they took over Columbia University. Actually took over the school. Had, the, had like the, the, the deans and all that stuff. They had them captured, basically holding them hostage. Wow, could you imagine uh, Jackie Lieber got being <laughs> yeah. a piece of cheese dangling? <laughs> but that stuff died down for a very long time. There wasn't really, I mean, when we were at Emerson, that Emerson College, you couldn't even imagine something like that happening. And now it's coming into play again. It's just a strange, it's a strange, uh, it's a strange thing. It's these group. These groups are getting together, whatever their cause, and they're demanding. They're they they have petitions and they're making demands, and uh, you know you're going on hunger strike. I mean, hunger strike in college over college policies. When I think of hunger strike, I think of like, uh, you know, uh, an Irish soldier captured in a British prison and he has no right. and he's trying to make a statement and here you have 20 years ago millionaire railroad heirs is, is, <laughs> uh, going on hunger strikes you don't how long way, was this hunger strike like it was three hours like eight, it, was, it doesn't look like it was more than a half an hour did he so he skipped he skipped lunch <laughs> yeah. I mean how crazy is that you know it's to do that for college, especially he's going to be graduating, what, a year or two anyway. So you're willing to starve yourself. I mean, obviously he, was, we, he wasn't going to, I'm sure. But he's threatening to basically starve himself to death to gain, to, for what? 
so something you're going to be done with in a year or two anyway. Uh, when you got the rest of your life to affect this so-called change that you want to put across. And millions to spend. And millions to spend, yeah. And you're, you're supposed to feel sorry for him. Well, the counterpoint to that is you can be a multimillionaire and still experience racism. Yes, you can. If you're... But I'm sure he doesn't experience it on a daily basis. And I'm sure if he does experience it, he can react to it and deal with it in his own Not life. only that, he can like... He could get thugs to follow him around and beat the crap out of anybody who if he's money. If he's pissed <laughs> off, he can like ride a jet ski. I'm sure Tiger Woods has... He's a, Tiger Woods experienced racism differently than, than, you know, Jamal, who lives in Jamaica. Right, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, it, it, it's, it, you know, it's just crazy, this, this concept of starving yourself, to threatening to starve yourself to death for, to change a few pieces of college policy. Do you think also this uh, has influenced the way we see art? Do you think it has influenced music and film? Um, well, maybe not film to, I mean, I'm sure it had, some films are made with this attitude in mind, may have affected, but TV to some degree too, who knows, but, uh, um, I'm sure it, 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 I'm sure some people do pay lip service to it, I'm sure someone making an independent film is going to think, oh, well, I should... I should make this social justice warrior friendly. I'm sure that comes into play. It definitely has affected I don't, I don't comedy. Yeah. Oh, it's oh, it's definitely affected comedy. Yes, absolutely. Comedy is one area that you now now a lot of these stand-up comedians either say screw the social justice warrior stuff and do their routine anyway, or they walk on eggshells and and and. Uh, and and now you can't say this word or you can't say that word. If you use that word, you're patriot, you're pa you're 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 patronizing this this community. Or there's there's a whole. Um, it's making you think more about your comedy and what you're going to talk about. Or you're, you're I'm committing microaggressions by talking about this subject. So there was a because of uh, um, so much. Uh, what it's what what a lot of college students labeled as insensitive comedians, mm -hmm. and uh, just I guess uh, maybe some media coverage. They did a poll of uh, several colleges of would you want your um, do you think your do you think the uh, on campus speech should be regulated. Yeah, I, and they were like, yeah, overwhelmingly, they said yes, yeah. because there's because there's too much hateful yeah. dialogue. Well, you know what the problem is? Then you go down a rabbit hole. And you start when you cut the free speech, you start going down a real dark rabbit hole of well, then who gets to decide what's exactly, cut? and 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 then it that's where it becomes a vicious cycle. But. You know, the most effective classrooms are, you know, they're the students informing the teacher of of what they, of how to be taught and what to learn. So if the students are saying this, 
I think it's indicative of you know where we are right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That they want they that's what they want. They want to be controlled. There. There's no. There seems to be no independent thought. It's this whole what's the term groupthink. Yeah. Groupthink. This whole the group can the group might. I'm not an individual thinking. The group thinks this is the way we should be. So this is the way we'll be. We're gonna burst into a library and scream our slogan to the students who don't get us. That's the way we're what we're gonna do. Well, it all goes back to now you're part of a group. Yeah. Right? So now you're not alone. You're part of a group. You're part of a collective. Well, so-called collective. So you stand for something now. You know, whether it's I don't yeah, it gives them an identity. Women rights, animal rights, yeah. whatever. Yeah, exactly. You have you now have an identity. You now, you know, you have a social, moral compass resume that you can puff out your chest to the world of, yeah. I am this. So it's weird because, you know, not only not just colleges but in life, you know, people strive to be an individual and you champion to be an individual. But, but people kind of it, well in in. At least in these systematic examples, they not only revert back to a, a, a tribal form; it's what they they fight for. And tribes, by definition, have a hardened rule of "you are with our tribe" or "you're not with our tribe." Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's it. There's the it's just, uh, it, 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 yeah, you, you're with us or you're against us. That's it. Right. And do you feel that way about damn Yankees? <laughs> yes, I, I, I do. <laughs> uh, well, um, uh, so I guess, uh, before we uh, before we wrap this up, any um, any final words on social justice warriors, social justice crusades? All lives matter. <laughs> oh, you're fucking racist. <laughs> Check your privilege, you white dickhead. Um, Jason, thank you so much for doing this. My this is pleasure. Been, it was a lot of fun. This was. Uh, I think we only scratched the surface. We could do like six. Oh, you can go. We could do I six mean, of these. I mean, we're doing the humorous version of the subject. <laughs> you can go real deep into yeah but like I but but very pragmatically I mean yeah I, I do think it is uh, it is a is a societal symptom of the need to find identity that I think a lot of people are lacking and because so they're using technology as a as a vehicle to you know, put them out, uh, put themselves out there in a such an instantaneous way of look at me, look at me. Yeah. And so having that mindset and carrying that with them in their day to day life, I I don't know how. I don't know how. What becomes of that person, and what becomes of that collective thought? No, no. I guess we'll have to see, but it's like nothing, right? Yeah, if uh, if you're 
if you could look in their thought bubble, you just get dots and probably whatever the group is thinking, I'm thinking. Uh, some Kendrick Lamar song. <laughs> or whoever. Uh, if you know, if you're listening, you like Kendrick Lamar. I'm not picking on him. I just picked him because he's the first person that came to my head who's popular. Maybe I should have said Drake. See, already you're labeling me. Come on, guys, lighten up. Why are you just picking black music? <laughs> <laughs> you're part of the patriarchy. All right, guy. All right. So that was the uh, that was our our um, off the cuff candid conversation about social justice warriors. Uh, thanks guys for listening I'm uh, if you're listening to this before Thanksgiving have a lovely enchanting Thanksgiving no matter what you're doing if you're doing it with your family bless your family and have fun with them if you hate your family and you're just rocking out with Paps Blue Ribbon by yourself then hey as long as you're having fun Bodhisattva uh, peace be with you and uh, go out and do good in the world thanks Mama pajama rolled out of bed and she ran to the police station. When the papa found out, he began to shout and he started the investigation. It's against the law. It was against the law. Oh, what the mama saw. It was against the law. Who the mama looked down and spit on the ground every time her name gets mentioned. Papa said, oh, if I get that boy, I'm gonna stick him in the house of detention. Well, I'm on my way. I don't know where I'm going. I'm on my way. I'm taking my time, but I don't know where. Goodbye to Rose and the Queen of Corona. See me and Julio down by the schoolyard. See me and Julio down by the schoolyard. schoolyard. See me and Julio down by the schoolyard.